Hello, everybody. I hope you're having a really, really super day. I'm your host with the most, Brendan Thomas Barrett. Very happy 2024 to you. You know, for those interested in the biblical numerology, um, 2 plus 0 plus 2 plus 4, 8 is the number of new beginnings. So I pray that the blessing that is in the year will be on each and every one of you over the next 365 days um, or so, um, 366 even, leap year, even better, um, that you will have so many new opportunities, new adventures, um, new callings, new anointings, new friends, um, new reasons to get to bed in the morning, at least smile on your face with a skip in your step, and uh, dancing on the inside, knowing that God is absolutely good, absolutely on your side. So Logan's not here today, he's feeling a bit poorly, so please do keep him in your prayers. <laughs> now I know that we had been going very, very strong until about <clears throat> October last year, and then our consistency absolutely fell to the dogs. So uh, it's a case where Logan got a job at camp, I'm still teaching, and suddenly it was just harder to synchronize the gates. But uh, we're going to do our absolute best to get back <laughs> on track and to actually pump out regular content. Um, you can always tell Logan's not here when there's no music playing in the background. <laughs> I think I tried doing that once. And then on YouTube, uh, the video ended up getting a uh, copyright strike. <laughs> so I'm not even going to risk it. So um, over the last few weeks, um, I've been working away um, very, very hard on driving. Some of you who have been here for a very long time might actually remember in one of our first um, quizzes um, or special activities, um, what was it? You know, it was the dandruff one, actually. Um, things that caused me to scratch my head. Um, I said um, that I really, really did not like other drivers <laughs> or cyclists <clears throat> or pedestrians or any road users. But I'd be happy if it was just the road and me, no one else in the picture. Um, at that time, I had only just begun learning how to drive. Uh, it was not something that was ever on my radar. It was never a priority. It was never something I particularly needed, to be honest. <clears throat> um, for I live um, anywhere within um, anywhere I need to go is within thirty to sixty minutes. And uh, <clears throat> got really really regular bus services and, and the likes, and um, and two cars in the driveway and three other chauffeurs. But <laughs> no, I decided that I would get very, very serious last year in particular about finally getting a full driver's license. So I had one driving test, um, maybe back at the end of summer, early autumn. <laughs> it didn't go well, friends, at all. Uh, I think the instructor was pretty certain I was about to just like hit an entire row. Of vehicles and he actually took over the steering wheel serious yowza and uh, at one point the cars just began appearing out of like nowhere and i just absolutely freaked out and 
did things I don't think I'd ever done behind the wheel of a car before. Just madness, sheer madness. So that was a flop. And then I had a second one, <clears throat> which I told no one about. I kept it top secret, <laughs> which was okay because that way I didn't have to tell anyone that I had failed the second time. <laughs> that one I actually was maybe a little bit more convinced that I'd passed. I thought I had drove, driven very, very safely. Um, I had really uh, gotten familiar with using the brake and not just speeding around. Um, and oh my goodness, I remember my head just falling into my hands when she said, sorry, you haven't passed. Um, and then, what was her problem? Yeah, I think she said I drove out in front of oncoming traffic and didn't even realize. <laughs> Astra luck. It is what it is. <laughs> it was what it was. And you know what? The first time I failed, I felt <clears throat> incredibly invigorated, actually, to power through and give it my all the second time. The second time, you know what? I could very easily have thrown in the towel. All enthusiasm, all interest was gone. Just totally eradicated <clears throat> for about, I don't know, three to six weeks, maybe. Um, and then I had to pause and, and think it over and say, okay, how serious am I about this? And realistically, you know, when you've got a wife and kids, it's easier to have a car than not to. Um, when you do have your own set of wheels and a full license, you know, you just have to have a conversation with somebody about church or faith, and all of a sudden, you can follow it up with, hey, listen, would you like to go? Here, it's only down the road, I'll bring you. <laughs> or in the case of emergency that other people are in, to be able to say, hey, listen, I will, I'll help you out here. I'll help facilitate your breakthrough or your miracle or, or your solution to this catastrophe. And suddenly I thought, okay, God, you know what? I'd heard people pray before, oh, you know, my car and my license will be to bless other people. Ugh. It had never really dawned on me. I think maybe I'd had the head knowledge, but not the heart knowledge. And I, I sat down thinking the morning of the test, uh, the third, third one, I said, God, what has been the stumbling block here? Because obviously, I can use this for your glory. Obviously, I can use this to help other people. You can use this as a breakthrough for others. And then, plus, I live in just the most beautiful country there is. Uh, and even just to have the freedom of roaming around myself and, and enjoying it, just celebrating in nature and the culture that God's blessed me with. And suddenly I remembered why I had begun driving in the first place. And I'd begun learning during the lockdown. Um, that was when I first began learning the rules of the road and road signs. And I realized that the big incentive was that I did not want to go back to church and work and real life, but church in particular, um, and feel like I was a failure or a nobody. I wanted to go back with a sense of having achieved something in the interim 
that people perhaps would let me down or had gotten on my bad side or vice versa. Or people who maybe I'd been very close to at one point and suddenly wasn't. Or people I used to live in their back pocket and they mine. And all of a sudden the conversation had run dry. I realized I actually wanted to go back and to be able to say, oh, look, you know, I actually don't need anybody. See what I accomplished all by myself with the time that I had. Um, and it was, it was a way actually of trying to put padding over my heart rather than just resting in the validation that comes from God the Father and knowing him and knowing Christ, believing in the cross and the empty grave. When you believe in the gospel of grace, the gospel of peace, you are a prince or a princess of the third heaven. God is your daddy. <laughs> you are the equivalent of a Solomon's temple on the earth today, and Holy Spirit resides in you. You know, God told David, you know, I have never lived inside a building. Holy Spirit lives in you. The old is gone, the new has come, you are a new creation. You are the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. No other people <laughs> in the history of the human race have ever been able to say such things. It is the absolute highest and tallest order there is. And yet I was looking at myself like, oh, I need to have a little card. I mean, the Irish driver's license is pink. It's not even manly. <laughs> <laughs> I had to walk around with a pink piece of paper that is smaller than my hand to feel good about myself. No, no, things were not in alignment. Things were totally out of alignment. My heart was. So the morning of my third test, all this just got downloaded in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> and then yesterday I said, okay, yeah, I need to share this with a from Dublin to Cleveland family. And I really felt like God was telling me, your reasons are all wrong at the root that was rocked. You can be a blessing to so many people. Everything in your life can be used to bless so many people and will be, <laughs> is and will be. But you're not going to bless people because it makes you feel good on the inside or because you're trying to overcome some lack, some low self-esteem, or because you're sitting around thinking about people who are not sitting around thinking about you. <laughs> and suddenly I realized the root at the heart of all of it was insecurity, belittlement, at least I saw myself as very little, and fear. And you know, the word of God is a remedy to every affliction on the earth. And first John 4.18 is no exception. It says there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Well, I have been made perfect in love by the cross and the empty grave of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so my life was totally not really compatible with the word of God. So I had to say, okay, God, my car and this license, which is coming, 
are not mine, they're yours. So I said, put your hands on these hands, as I touch the steering wheel. Put your hands on these hands, um, as I use, you know, the handbrake and, um, you know, just the mirrors, all sorts. And I said, you drive. You take control. Just like we've done everything else <laughs> that's worked. <laughs> Sometimes I I've tried taking control and it's gone very, very badly. <laughs> everything that's worked in my life, God's been mine. And I said, you and I, let's go into this together. And uh, let me shine for you. Let's get this license and let's use it for your goodness, for your glory. And so that other people can get in on the blessing. Because I'd already told people I'd failed it once afterwards. I got more honest and I told some people I'd failed it twice. And you know what? No one looked down on me. They were like, yeah, but sure, we fail it three times and four times. <laughs> and these are the people who love me the most. Um, but I just, just insecurity. Just a little bit. That I didn't want to admit was there. That I wanted to keep hidden. But it absolutely stole so many precious and joyful moments of the journey to getting the license, which I did get third time round, thanks be to God. So um, I, I, I just remember almost falling off my seat <laughs> when the instructor told me I'd passed. So I left, called my brother, he's a soldier, and uh, he didn't answer the phone, he's, which I knew anyway, but I sent him a message telling him I'd passed. Uh, and then I told my parents, told like everyone that I know. <laughs> and yeah, then treated my, my parents and myself to uh, a very celebratory and expensive uh, midday lunch, but it was delicious. And oh my goodness, it was like such a heavy load had been lifted off my shoulders. It was incredible. So over the last couple of weeks, um, I've been out and about, um, driving solo, getting more and more familiar with the roads, judging every single road user. I totally understand how road rage is a thing. <laughs> when you have to jump through hoops to get a driving license, oh my goodness, and you see what people have had it for years are actually like, the liberties that they take, the risks they take, it's infuriating. Um, but you know what? It's a new adventure, and it's an opportunity for other people to get in on the blessing. So for yourself, maybe you had Christmas exams and they didn't go so well. Maybe you've tried writing a book or making a CD, um, or I don't know, do people even make CDs anymore? <laughs> or is that just like a cringy 1990s reference to everyone at this point? Um, maybe you've um, been trying to open a restaurant, whatever it is, whatever stumbling blocks you've been facing, whatever obstacles you think are so difficult to overcome. Sit down with the Lord and say, okay, God, is there any fear in my heart whatsoever? Because faith and fear aren't all that different. They're both trust. But fear is the belief that the enemy has more power to destroy you or that people have more power to destroy you, 
or that situations and circumstances have more power to destroy you, defeat you, upend you, stunt your growth and progress. Faith is the belief that God's got the power. So maybe you're like me. Take a moment to sit down and say, okay, God, what's at the root of this? And then you say, Jesus, you are love. You are light. You are healing. You are God. And I rest in you. I trust in you. Absolutely nothing in my life comes before you. Absolutely no challenge I face is less, um, is, uh, I'm going to rephrase that, um, is more powerful than you. <laughs> Once I said less, I was like, think of an adjective, think of an adjective, think of an adjective, think of an adjective. <laughs> I'm an English teacher. I'm great at teaching adjectives, but I'm off the clock. <laughs> And if he does highlight something to you, just say, Jesus, I release it from my soul. And instead, I bind my faith to you. So I hope that that has encouraged you to some degree, if you have been facing any obstacles. If you haven't, and this does not resonate with you, um, maybe flag the video, save it somewhere. <laughs> Day might very well come when you need to watch it back. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, hang on a second. I'm pretty, pretty, I'm feeling pretty disillusioned. But Brendan did once say something that's the answer. God's love is the answer. It always has been, friends, and it always will be. So I hope that that has blessed you. I hope that's encouraged you. If at any point you were thinking, oh my goodness, so those two like fallen out? Have they died? <laughs> have they quit and just haven't told anybody? Nope, we are still alive. And uh, <laughs> we are going to try to make a better effort at uh, making videos and podcasts together this year. Thank you for bearing with us. Uh, but you know what? If you have anything at all in your life um, that you think and uh, you'd like prayer for, whether it seems silly or innocuous or a bit embarrassing or shameful or something ridiculously important um, on, on a grander scale, you can take all your requests to God. Take them to him first and foremost. But also, don't in any way feel like you can't reach out and message us at from Dublin to Cleveland at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, to encourage you, to pray alongside you. Um, also, if you have any thoughts on the show or any ideas for things you'd like us to do this year, also please let us know at that email address. Uh, and if you would like to be on the show, also let us know. Uh, I know we had quite a number of guests in the first half of last year, and then our own organization just <laughs> jumped off a cliff. We're going to do better. I promise. So that's all from me, friends. Have a super special, awesome, wonderful rest of your day. And we'll talk to you next week. God bless and bye-bye.